on this episode of My Lash 2 Brain Cells. When I give people a consultation, it's never like a scary waiver that I'm getting them to sign. It's always just this comfortable flow where I'm talking to them about their desires and I'm like, fill out this quick little thing. You know, it's going to ask you A, B, C, D, and E, and this is why I'm asking you these things. Yada, yada, yada. Easy peasy. Right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to my last two, two brain cells. cells. I am your host, Maddie Morris. And I am also your host, Elliot Morris. And today we have quite the juicy episode because I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how you can turn every service that you provide into a lifelong client and improve your LTV of your uh, of your current clients. What is LTV, Madison? Lifetime value, honey. You're crazy. You're nuts. Mm-hmm. Breaking out the acronyms already? I am. Man, what a technical podcast. I think it is so life-changing when you realize that not every client just has to be a one-time, two-time, ten-time client, they can actually be... A um, 10,000-time client. Yeah, and that'll change your life right there. That changed my business into seeing what I do as, like, my life because we know that our clientele, it can be so stressful on you if you have such a high turnover of clients and you're constantly taking new clients, you're constantly doing sales and full sets and new client appointments. Um... When I take a new client, I always have it in the back of my mind when I take them that this could be a client that I have for the next five years. This could be a client Mm -hmm. I have for the next 10 years. And so I want to make sure that that first appointment, there are a few key things that I'm doing to set the tone for our relationship going forward. And I always make sure that I'm building a relationship and not just providing a service. And that's a skill that you have to, you know, work for like because a lot of people can provide a great service but to build a relationship at the same time is something that not everyone can do and that's why sometimes clients will just be trying to find constantly be trying to find a new lash artist for whatever reason or you could make yourself a magnet a magnet a client magnet how does one become a client magnet madison i wrote down eight things that i want to share but number one and this is so important and this gets down to i mean the beginning stages of greeting them in their consultation but you have to be confident explaining every single question that that client might have so that you can build trust with them and that starts with the communication process in the beginning the booking process um because a lot of clients have so many questions about lashes in general it's a very intimidating service to get for people no matter what age they are no matter what experience they have getting lash extensions it's just an intimidating service to get right it requires a lot of trust it does. Like you have your eyes closed. There's chemicals being used around your eyes. People Sharp hear, tweezers. Yeah, people hear horrible horror stories on the internet about lash extensions. That one girl got her eyelid bit off. Yeah. Like people have a lot of trust issues when it comes to their eyes and their appearance and lash extensions. So, and I mean, just in general, lashes are so personal to people. Like I know that I would never put my eyelashes in the hands of anyone that I didn't really trust. And that gets down to, I need to have that person be able to confidently explain every single question that I might have completely explain it away. So one thing that I did during my uh, booking process was I've always offered um, consultation calls. And what that is, is you can add that to your booking menu. And it's a five minute call where people book a consultation call with you and you just call them at the time they book and you say, hi, I'm Maddie from Lightheart Lash. You know, I noticed you were interested in booking. Do you have any questions for me that I can answer for you? And this immediately puts you in a position of, I am for free 
answering any concerns or questions you might have before you ever step in my door. So it all starts before they even book. Um, if someone sends me a DM about lash extensions when I was taking clients, I would always answer to the fullest of my ability and never make sure that like I would make sure that that person never felt dumb. Right. Yeah. Because we are so inundated with information and we know so much about the service we're providing, but we can't expect everyone to also know the same amount of information about the services they're getting. So uh, make sure that you are explaining away all of their concerns and you are never coming from a place of like uh, arrogance or feeling like, you know, everything and that you're always putting yourself in the client's shoes. So, for example, like say you're the service provider, Elliot. Hey, welcome to Cool Guy Lashes. And LLC. I, I said, hey, cool guy lashes. How long do lashes last? Generally, you can assume that lashes are going to last uh, two to three weeks between fills. Um, and between in after three weeks, you will have 80% retention. And then you will come in and you will get a fill. And then you will look good all the time forever. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was pretty good. Really? I just wanted to quiz you. Man, I, I, I felt like I was put on the spot. I just wanted to quiz you. But yeah, I would basically just say something. You should along. do better than that. Yeah, you do better than that. Yeah, I would basically <laughs> just say like, hi, beautiful. My clients typically experience, uh, you know, three plus week retention. Um, Dang. Cool guy lashes can only do two to three. Yeah, cool guy lashes. Is, Lightheart. Lightheart's better than cool, cool guy, guy lashes is working on his retention game. But I would basically say like my clients typically rebook at around the three week mark. Um, if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out, you know. Her. like always answer their questions to the fullest of your ability and be very very confident in the experience that you are providing to them clients can 100 percent tell when you are not confident in what you're talking about um and you then, want it to seem like you really know what you're talking yeah, about. yeah and if you don't if you're a beginner and you feel like you're just not prepared and you feel a little nervous when people have questions about getting their lashes done that is something to work on. You can watch YouTube videos. You can take new courses. You can take online courses. Learn. You can take our Lash Artistry bundle, our business bundle. Like there are so many things that are available to you where you can ac acquire that information. And it's take, out there. Yeah. Take notes, write it down. It's just one of those muscle memory things that happens over time. Like mm -hmm. when I was first doing lash extensions, of course, when someone asked me a question, there were times where I had no idea. Like someone would ask me like, what are your tweezers made out of? You know, what's in lash adhesive? What are lash extensions made of? And I would be like, like little black hair. Like I had mm. no idea. And now when a client asks me that, I can be like, so all lash extensions are made out of some variation of, you know, Korean PPT fiber, but there's obviously different qualities and some, some are more matte, some are more glossy. And, you know, I'm always using the highest quality so that your lashes look as realistic as possible. Like there are just so many things that you can learn and, and never think that you're done learning, right? There's always, there's always more for us to know and take notes. And then it's kind of fun because once clients ask you those questions, when you have those detailed answers and they can tell that you're confident in what you're explaining to them, they trust you more. And, and you sound like such a baller. You sound like such a baller. I feel so cool when a client asks me questions because I just... And you're like, oh yeah, it lash glue has uh, ethyl cyanoacrylate and PMMA in it, which is polymethyl methacrylate, which is uh, it, which uh, helps strengthen the glue and make it more of a dry to more of a rubbery consistency. Guys, lash husbands are such a special breed. They're such a special breed. I love Purr. how much you know. Per. I love how. And much it has you know. carbon black to make it black. But some don't. But some don't, and those ones are clear. Because <laughs> they put carbon clear in them. The funniest thing is like if i ever was just in a coma i would have elliot like do my friend's lashes and he would do a mediocre job true which is a big compliment i could do an angel set you could do an angel set i could do an angel set you really could would i've they... never tried but i've seen enough i'm confident i could wait should we 
Okay, you want me to put out more content? Ellie keeps bugging me to put out two reels a day. Two reels a day. Should you... Um, I should have a day where you do an Instagram takeover and you have to post two reels a day. I will. I'll do it. Do an angel set with me. I don't want to torpedo. I don't want to torpedo your account. Do an angel set with me. Elliot edition. Elliot edition. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Hey, boys and girls. (laughs) And mostly boys. And mostly boys, because this episode's for the boys out there. I know there's 2% of you are, are out there. Uh, number, yeah, the two, the 2%, the 2% of Madison's male audience. Yeah. That's who I'm here for. Uh, okay. Number two is there should be for turning your clients into, into repeat clients is there should be no hesitation or confusion on your end. You should make the process as straightforward as humanly possible. And that gets down to your communication. You know, when you are doing their consultation, when you're mapping them, uh, really, really try to practice during every class. And this takes time, you know, obviously. If this is your first month lashing, obviously you're going to be a little bit nervous, but work on the fluidity of your service. And by fluidity, I mean like everything should flow. There should be a flow to it where you act like you've done this a million times and this is just a comfortable, easy part of the process. Like when I give people a consultation, it's never like a scary waiver that I'm getting them to sign. It's always just this comfortable flow where I'm talking to them about their desires and I'm like, fill out this quick little thing. You know, it's going to ask you A, B, C, D, and E. And this is why I'm asking you these things. Yada, yada, yada. Easy peasy, right? And so there's just ways to make your appointment a flow and really work on directing that make it kind of like a dance and then number three and this is probably my hottest take for being a client magnet let's go and everyone's gonna be pissed everyone's gonna be so mad they're gonna be mad i recommend and i was thinking about this earlier i was (sighs) like if i was building my clientele from experience not from scratch but from experience and not if you're a beginner lash artist this is this is for the advanced lash yeah like i'm saying if i was just plopped in a new city which i have been before if i was tomorrow plopped in a new city and i had to build a clientele of lash extension clients from scratch what would i do what would be my game plan and my personal game plan would i would seek out the hardest clients to take i would take everyone that had been rejected by other lash artists that maybe had a little harder of a lash line to do the more mature clients the clients with like a little bit of damage maybe that was still lashable obviously um and we're not talking about the hard clients that it's like this client sucks yeah like, but let me just tell I, you when you I, gotta see someone else but like I the moved, ones that are hard when to i do. moved to arizona you know word got around that there was like a new experienced lash artist in town and there was a local salon and they uh had like a huge overflow of clients and do you know what they started doing they started giving me their problem clients yeah I never communicated with them. I never said that I was like, you know, I, I wasn't affiliated with them in any way, but they knew that there was a new lash artist in town that was very experienced. That I was like a trainer for a big brand. I was a private trainer and they started giving me their clients that were experiencing things like poor retention and what they thought were allergies, but they were really just irritated by, you know, bad quality mm-hmm, lashes mm-hmm. and uh, clients that were maybe like a little more complainy. They were more particular, the lash artist clients, the clients that were, you know, lash artists themselves that maybe were more particular. They started giving me their their harder clients to take and I my friend and I noticed this they were like they're doing that Hmm. they're doing that and I felt like it was such a challenge but what it did was is it set me apart and those clients mind they could never see anyone else because everyone else couldn't deliver and they couldn't adapt to their particular struggles and so for clients that were experiencing irritations they were able to see someone that could troubleshoot those irritations 
and could solve them and could give them remedies and could like troubleshoot why it was happening. And it was never an allergy, right? Allergies are so uncommon. Um, I really only experienced two allergies in my entire career, but for irritations, a lot of the time it's just poorly applied lash extensions. You know, it's low quality products. It's poorly applied lash extensions. And we were able to troubleshoot and fix it for clients that had nightmarish retention. I mean, they were coming back within days with no lashes you know, they gave them to me because AI was new. I had the capacity to figure it out. And two, you know, I was, I was accepting of those clients and I wouldn't turn them away to someone that like would take them. Cause some people, they just want the easiest clients, the clients with the huge full, you know, youthful lash lines with just gigantic lashes that are like a, just a dream to lash. They only want those clients, but that's not going to set you apart as an artist. It's going to make your life easier, but those clients could see anyone, right? You, if you want clients that are lifelong clients, they have to feel like they can only see you. And if you have worked with them to fix something or figure something out or to give them results that no one else can give them, that is how you lock yourself in as that lifelong lash artist. And it might be a little trickier. It might be harder, but like that is what makes an artist an artist. Like, don't you agree? I do. Is it doesn't, you know, I feel like your skill isn't determined by how good of a set you do on the easiest clients. Your skill is set apart by how you adapt to harder situations. And the, the what is really given me so much confidence in my own skill and artistry is being able to confidently lash and work with things that might be a little trickier. And maybe that's a lash line that like there's more lashes on one eye than the next, or they, they deal with, you know, a lot of, uh, retention issues or, um, and obviously like you'll have to work with it and figure it out, but learning how to troubleshoot those things and how to work with those clients, like that'll always set you apart. And that'll build a lot of trust with those clients. Facts. I like that. I really do believe that. Yeah. If you disagree, let us know in the so comments. What I said, so what I, what I thought about was if I was to be plopped in like a new city overnight at, at where I am now in my career, I would reach out to all the lash artists that were so fully booked. And I would be yeah. like, if you have any clients that you're really, really struggling with, like give them to me, girl. And then I all those lash that, artists are going to love you. Yeah. Because they're will, like, oh, thank goodness. I'll take them off your plate if there's someone you're really struggling with. And like, I will be the one to figure it out. And, and that's really given me a lot of great yeah. clients that I have great relationships with because we figured it out. And that I, I also think that helped you improve your skills and it get did, better. Because there were some artist. clients where I came home and I'm like, Elliot, I don't know. Like her lashes were, they, they had this weird gap. And then one of them, like, you know, there was always just something. And, yeah. you know, obviously I'd, I'd cry about it and complain about it, but then I'd figure it out yeah. and I do my best. And I would never tell them they're too hard of a case you know, to work with because they're going to find somebody else. So you might as well become skilled enough to work with it. And that takes a lot of extra trainings and it takes a lot of extra time and a lot of extra patience, but it's a million percent worth it. And it's possible. It's possible. I think some people just think that like, oh, that's not possible. I can't do that. And so they don't even try. But like, you should see some of the people that Madison lashed. They didn't have eyelashes. (laughs) They had peach fuzz. Yeah. But like it and obviously like there is damage that like you should just rehab, but there are sometimes, sometimes it's not as bad as you think. Yeah, true. Like I saw a picture on Instagram the other day and someone posted a picture of their client's lashes and they were like, if you have a lash line like this, you are not a candidate for lash extensions. Girl. Yes, they are. Girl. Let me tell you what this picture I was looking at it, Elliot. 
it was a lash line and it didn't have like three layers of lashes. It had like one layer of lashes. Okay. There was no like picked over damage or anything that was like, like she didn't have traction alopecia. She didn't have like permanent, you know, there wasn't damage to the follicle. Yeah. There was no irritation. There was nothing that I would ever look at where I wouldn't work on that client. It was just someone with one layer of lashes. They were a little more sparse than others, but you would create fans of different densities and yeah. different widths in order to accommodate the more sparse areas. And you would make narrower fans in the areas where it was more dense. dense. Like there was just, I, I was looking sparse. at this. What? Sparse? I think it's sparse. Spa it's sparse. That's your kiwi coming out. It's sparse. <laughs> the sparse eye line. It's sparse over there. In it. What? Their, their lashes were so sparse. Is it sparse or sparse? It's sparse. Girl, You've I have been saying it for the last sparse. 13 years. Spares. Sparse. 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 Spares. Pears. That's sparse. Spears. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's like a, a European way of okay, saying yeah. it. Okay, yeah. It honestly wasn't even a sparse lash line. It was just a client that had one layer of lashes and there was like no visible. Like, obviously, if someone has like just horrible damage, I would like work with them to rehab their lashes before you know, and get them to a healthy state before I lash them. But if someone just has like a weaker lash line. Hello, mega volume. That's what it's there for. Like we have the lightest diameters on the market. We have angel sets. We have like 0.02s. There are so many things you can do. And I was looking at that last time. I'm like, that is a client I wouldn't even think twice about doing. True. Like, why are you making a post about yeah, calm this? Down. You just alienated so many people that have just a lighter lash yeah, line. All these girls looking at their eyes in the mirror like, I can never be beautiful. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. Um, okay. Number four is uh, make an effort to remember the details about people. It really, really matters because if someone yeah. goes to like a huge, th and that's the difference. If someone goes to like a big lash salon and they mm -hmm. see whoever, you know, people aren't going to remember the little details about their life. But if you can remember, you know, nitty gritty details by their second appointment and you make such an effort to care about them and relate to them and ask about them repetitively in a genuine way, like locked in. Yeah, if you ask them about their dog's birthday party, like they're a client for life. Yeah, and then tell them a little bit about your dog's birthday party and bond. And then bond and be like, hey, we should go to the dog park together. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> okay, number six is pay very close attention to their cues. Um, a huge part of making sure that your client is enjoying every second of the service is just paying attention to their body cues. Um, if they're comfortable, if they're warm, if they're way too cold, if their, you know, hair is hurting them. Um, if they, you know, need to go to the bathroom, like there are just so many things, make sure that you're being attentive to them the entire service because the littlest things, you know, people have it in their mind, like, oh, when I get my lashes done, my lash artist makes me feel like, you know, I can't move around or I can't. They're stinky. What? If your lash artist is stinky, yeah, don't, they don't wouldn't want to come. Girl, don't be stinky, girl. And that's the Elliot. <laughs> that's, that's my tip. That's Elliot Morris. That's my tip. That's Elliot's hot tip for the day. Don't be stinky, Don't be girl. stinky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just pay really close attention to their their cues and you know how they're feeling the entire time and be very like human and accommodating to that. One thing, I had a client this last week that had never had lash extensions in her life. And the number one concern she had was that she couldn't get up and go to the bathroom. And she was like, well, I can't go to the bathroom. I have to be here for another hour. How much longer? How much longer? How much longer? And I was like, 
oh, she thinks that she can't get up and go to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, honey, you can get up and go to the bathroom anytime you want right now. Let's go right now. You know, just like make it like chill for them, you know? And, but like in, in the mind of that client, she was like, oh, I can't get up and go to the bathroom. It's like getting, you know, your nails done or something. And so I was like, oh honey. And I just, you have to take the initiative and let people know it's okay. You can't just be like, you can go whenever you want. Cause they're not just going to get up and go. You know, you have to be the one to make everything completely okay. And so I'm always the first to, when I notice my client has to go to the bathroom or they maybe mention it to me or how much longer do we have left? I untape them, fan them off. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll meet you back here in two minutes. Let's take five. You know, like make it chill for them and you be the one to conduct the cues that they're giving yeah. you. Um, if a client ever like has a little. <laughs> if they're on the bed and they start crossing their legs and going. <laughs> Untape them, baby. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> then, then just hot tip. That's a cue that they have to one go One thing to the I've bathroom. always done. And it's just because like people are human and laying down for a few hours. Like you have to make sure that they feel cozy. And so one of the things I've always done is if someone, I notice that they're like, they have a tickle in their throat or they have to cough like every once in a while. And you can tell if someone is holding it in. I literally, I, I say, oh my gosh, do you want some water? Let me go grab you some. I don't say, do you want water? I say, do you want some water? I can go grab you some, you know? And then oh, just, okay. I run to the coffee shop. I go get it before they can finish their sentence. Yeah, tip and then, number five is have a coffee shop in your building. No, but if you, I mean, I've, I've always had a water machine. <laughs> this is how we build demand. No, for I've, al- I've always had, I've always had a mini fridge in my room with waters and I will sit yeah. them up and I will like give them a juice box. Yeah. Like I give them a straw. I make it like you conduct this and really think of those details because it's gonna, every appointment, there's going to be something, you know, and you can't just expect people to be, you know, just complete mummies at their appointment make it comfortable and pay attention to all of their cues the entire time because they're going to remember things like that. And they can either remember their appointment is like, Oh, it's my girl. My little feet are in every single podcast <gasps> video. Madison. I just got a pedicure. So, so they're cute. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but think about it. Like I know when I go get my nails done, it's a comfortable experience because my nail artist has made it that way. But I know like if I go get, you know, massage- shout out Daisy. Yeah, Daisy's a real one. We love we Daisy. We love Daisy. But there have been nail appointments where, like, I have been made to feel uncomfortable if I have to, like, check my phone or move around or, like, go to the bathroom or something. And I remember that. And you remember that. So pay attention to people's uh, every little cue. Number seven, this is very important for being a client magnet. Mm-hmm. And that is being reliable. <gasps> that might, is that a hot take? It is a hot take because people don't want to be reliable and they don't want to be held responsible, but you should be so reliable. Madison is honestly so reliable with her clients. I really, she has never been late to like a client's appointment. I don't think you've ever been late. If I ever have been a minute late, it has given me a panic attack on the way there. I will tell you that. That Um, Oh yeah. I'll leave like 45 minutes. No, she leaves so early every time. Yeah. And oh, the thing is too, Madison loves sleeping in. She sleeps in. I love sleeping in. She loves sleeping in. But days where she has a client in the morning, she is up at like 6.30 a.m. Just (laughs) bing right out of bed. I don't know how she does it. It really, really matters though. And I think that there has become kind of like a narrative in the lash industry of like, oh, my lash artist canceled on me the day of, or my lash artist just kept having to move me around the same day, or my lash artist canceled on me. Like, what I don't are you, you talking about? You may have canceled, but it was because you were like, I don't think, I think the only times you ever canceled is like if you were like deathly ill. But when I had COVID, my, my biggest priority was like getting back to lashing. Oh yeah. Well, and also like every time you've been sick, you have 
immediately, like giving your clients as much notice and as possible. And figured it out and figured it out. And yeah. I made sure that they would have someone to go to and got back yeah. to my schedule. Like we yeah, figured it true. out. So like being reliable is so important to your clients. Like just making your clients having good lashes your priority especially if you want like luxury clients and you're giving them a luxury service like you would never go see someone and be paying you know over 150 dollars for a fill and then and if they were like five minutes late every time you'd be like this just isn't it you know it's not and it. so be reliable be respectful of their time and if you want your clients to respect your time so much you have to be respectful of their time as well yeah, yeah, yeah. meaning that if you have one client in a day don't cancel them and move them to a day where you have more clients because it's more convenient for you. Show up for that client that day. It, and like, I just, it breeds, it, it's important. It's important, you guys. It's important. You Listen be, to what she has to say. Because your time is so valuable and you have to expect that theirs is too. And, True. Um, and that really matters because like I said, if our goal is having clients that see us for, you know, five, six, 10 years, you have to build some sort of trust and reliability with them. Facts. Yeah. Um, pre-booking, this may sound obvious, but pre-book your clients. A lot of people don't do it though. Yeah, a lot of people don't do I'm it. I'm surprised. But pre-book your clients. Uh, I always would open up my schedule into the future. I would never just open up one month at a time, but that's completely open up to personal preference. Some people travel a lot. They have kids. It just makes more sense to them. So if you're like a month to month, like you just open your schedule at the start of the month and have people, you know, book, like that's mm -hmm. fine for me. I would have people book like, as far out as they want, because sometimes you have clients that like, I personally wanted to attract clients that have such a busy, you know, schedule that they want to schedule their lash appointments into their lifestyle. And so I would encourage them like, yeah, go ahead, book for the summer, book for the holiday seasons, book, book, book out, you know, Makes like it much more likely that they're going to see you yeah, for a year and if they're I, booked out for a year. Yeah. And also if they just have like a standing appointment, like my client Tori, she doesn't even book online. She literally just tells she just me, she goes, book comes. me out for every other Thursday at 10 a.m. So and then no every one, other Thursday she's at 10 a.m. I know where I'm going to be and she knows where she's going to be and no one else can get Thursday at 10 a.m. Because that's Tori's spot. Tori's spot. She, I, she's got it locked down. I love Tori, her. Tori has lash appointment AirPods that live in Madison's room. <laughs> that's how dedicated Tori is. <laughs> but it's like you have like I feel like just telling clients to go online and book their next appointment. A, they sometimes don't or they get lazy or they put it off or they wait until the day before they want their lashes done. So I would always make sure at the end of their appointment that you make sure they're locked into something. Yeah. And if it's a first time appointment for them and they don't even know if they're going to get lash extensions again, I always just say totally fine. You can cancel it, you know, later on. But because I book up so fast, let's just put one on the books for three weeks from now. So you have it. And if you decide you're obsessed with your lashes, then come on in. We'll have you for that appointment. And if you know, you go, week and you decide oh these aren't for me or you're just gonna like you know you want a removal or you want to get a lash lift after that totally fine just let me know and i'll remove that appointment you know no fear anything necessary honestly that's probably like the one biggest thing that's gonna get you returning clients is like booking them out while they're still there like yeah. that is so many yeah. people are gonna keep seeing you just because of that even if you have online booking do that in person yeah. yeah yeah just say hey i'm gonna throw you on the schedule right now before they leave like say hey does this time two weeks from now work yeah or and let whatever. them and let them know like if you know if you want to cancel it perfectly fine but we totally need fine. it on the books because if three weeks comes i'm just looking out for future you you're not going to be able and to if get three in weeks comes you will not be able to get in i won't be able to squeeze you I'll in. i'll be booked out and yeah. then you're gonna have to get a full set again and it's just always a courtesy we for don't them. want that you know your schedule better than they do and just true, let true. them know as a courtesy like this is like gonna be facts like, this is how it works
It's kind of like when you go get your hair done, hairstyles are great at doing this. Hairstyles always say, if you want to maintain your color, are you snuggling with me? Yeah. No. Why? It's nice. On the podcast. Nice. You can't do PDA on the podcast. It's not PDA. It's like a middle schooler making out I'm in the not, hallways. Yeah, we're not making out in the hallways. I was just going, I was just, my head, my neck was tired. <laughs> we filmed a few episodes back to back. Oh, you guys, I'm so eepy. Podcasting is hard. It's so hard. It's so hard for Ellie. It's hard being a co-host. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> after this, I'm gonna go honk shoo, honk shoo, me, me, me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, but that was my tips on how to uh, keep your clients as returning clients. It'll be so much less stressful for you over time as a business owner because I noticed one of the number one stresses that people have is just a constant flow of clients. That is And stressful. it is that so stressful. stressful. It's always like having first dates. Do you know how stressful first dates are? I I'm never going on a first date again. No, think of your clients as just having 20 boyfriends, but you never, you don't want new first dates. Nah, I want 20 long-term girlfriends. Yeah, my clients are my 20 long-term relationships. We are locked in, honey. Locked in. Do you have any other um, tips or pointers for how to keep returning clients? Um, I know you've never taken a lash client, but if you did. If I did, um, I would. Like, what is something that you notice that, like, my students and, like, our colleagues and, like, the renters do that keep people coming back? Because you observe everyone in the building every day. I do. I hide in the walls. And our renters. I all, climb through the ceiling. Yeah, you live at Lightheart. I, I, I peer in yeah. through the ceiling. And it's so interesting to like observe what everyone at Lightheart does because everyone at Lightheart has re- like just lots of returning clients. Yeah. We kind of get to know them and see Honestly, them. Honestly, I think they all provide very like very professional services. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I think a lot of people who don't like it just they all conduct their business in a very professional way. Like they've decorated their rooms very nice. Yeah. They have signs on their doors. They like when they have referral flyers and programs. They, yeah, they everything just seems like thought through and like very professional and it's like, oh, this is like a real business. And it, like all of their like service businesses feel like real businesses. It doesn't just feel like a girl taking lash clients. It feels like, oh no, this is like um, this is, uh, their clients definitely have business. like a respect yeah. for all their businesses. Like yeah. when I, when I look at some of the renters at Lightheart, I notice how they greet there. And obviously like none of this is coming from me. They all conduct their own businesses. Like we are strictly just kind of like landlords, but, but so none of this is like coming from me. I haven't told them how to do any no. of this, but I notice how they greet their clients. And a lot of the renters at Lightheart, like they come out to the coffee shop. They're mm-hmm. always on time. They greet their clients with a big hug. They're so excited to see them. They always are like, Hey girl, you know, come on in. What's up? They're never just like, come on back, girl. You know, they always just have such a, like a kind, welcoming energy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and I think that is, that goes a lot. Like they do that. And then also like their business, they just, they just have like systems for everything. They have everything figured out. It's like, oh, like, yeah, just rebook here. It's super easy. Or like, oh, here's a referral card. Like, do a referral. It's super easy. Are you taking a B-Real? Yeah. Okay. B-Real time. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in our B-Real. Oh, my gosh. They're all in it. They're in our... You guys are in our B-Real. How cute. I hope you were smiling. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Um, and if you guys are, I talk a lot about like conducting the perfect client consultation because I think that is such a great way to build trust with, yeah. with clients that are new. Um, it's that, a great way to start it off on the right foot. Yeah. And I just came out with a new ebook, uh, about how to conduct the perfect client consultation. And we're throwing that up on the site tonight. tonight. It's new. It's hot off the press. Well, when you guys see this video, it will already be up yeah. on the site. When you guys see it, it'll already be up on the site, but it's just such a valuable little resource of how to conduct the perfect client consultation. So, um, so much, so out. much further 
beyond just like a good form or a good, you know, how to map them. Like it just in depth, if you're curious about how to create that flow and that kind of, like I said, that really natural fluidity to like your mm-hmm. appointment and being an expert at what you're talking about, definitely a great resource for you. So I hope you guys get that and you love it. And until next time, smooches, smooches. bye. Bye.